The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Welcome to the Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where you can find all kinds of great information about how to recover your good health, how to maintain your good health, and how to maintain the health of the planet, your family, your neighborhood, and your country. Today we're talking with uh, Dr. Andrew Saul, a regular appear, a regular who makes a regular appearance on this show. And uh, Dr. Saul saw an article recently uh, that uh, that he shared with me that was absolutely uh, made us made us steam come out of our ears. Um, I would like to uh, I would like to go into in depth in this article because it contains information that is so important that everybody should know about it. Everybody should know about it. Andrew, uh, could you uh, just outline the article that you saw? Sure. Uh, there has been a widely distributed article on the internet, but not on the TV or in the print media for some odd reason saying that in Italy, a court has ruled that the MMR vaccine actually did cause autism. Interestingly enough, at Forbes.com, and that's the bastion of medical knowledge that we all go to first when we want to know all about science, Forbes is, Forbes is claiming, <laughs> that was a satire, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Forbes is claiming that it has nothing to do with the danger from autism from the MMR vaccine at all because the court was making a judicial ruling finding damages and not making a scientific ruling. Well, that's interesting because don't you think that in order for a court to award damages that maybe they took a casual look at the science? So the pro-vaccination people are still trying to say that even though an Italian court has said that a child was injured, no question about it, by the MMR vaccine, that the court is wrong and science is right because science wouldn't have found on this particular subject in this particular way. Well, let's go to the Supreme Court and let's tell them that. Let's go to the U.S. Supreme Court and say, hey, you know, you're one-third of the federal power of the United States, but I'm not going to listen to your decision on civil rights because 
it wasn't scientific enough. <laughs> Hello? What we have to understand here is that if we want scientific evidence, as Forbes demands, why don't we go to those who say you need to get 35, 45 different vaccinations before your child is three years old, at least in New York State, where I live. Let's go to the purveyors of vaccination and say, yes, let's have scientific evidence. And I challenge the vaccination conglomerate to produce any double-blind, placebo-controlled evidence that vaccinations are safe and effective in human beings. Now, there are animal studies. There is research. But evidence-based medicine, or EBM, the gold standard of the scientific community, requires that there be double-blind, placebo-controlled studies because that, and only that, provides evidence. Everything else is anecdotal. All right? Why don't we have these studies? The Gerson therapy, which uses juices and organic food to cure cancer, has been challenged and vilified and marginalized because there's no double-blind, placebo-controlled studies. The anecdotes of people getting better from terminal cancer are evidently not important. But with vaccination, it's the other way around. The anecdotes are everything, and they don't have to produce double-blind, placebo-controlled studies. I suggest that the courts are looking at this from a point of view of fairness. Imagine that. The person of justice holding the scales and not seeing, but holding the balance and weighing whether or not something is true, whether it's just or not. To question the courts and say they're not scientific makes me question the scientists and say that they're not using justice. Let's have fair play. Let's have parity. If people want to say that you need evidence-based medicine before you decide on a medication, vitamin C, for instance, or juice fasting, let's have evidence-based medicine showing that vaccinations actually work in people and are actually safe in people. Now, to do this, we have to set up a study where we had around 100,000 kids who got vaccinations and another 100,000 kids who didn't. And no one would know who got the real shot and who got an injection of sterile water that smelled and looked like a shot and came from the same kind of bottle. Not only can the recipients of the shot not know if they got the shot or not, but those giving the vaccination cannot know if they're giving the real shot or not. And only afterward, after the data comes in and we see who gets whooping cough or we see who gets rubella, or we see who gets mumps, or we see who gets diphtheria, or we see who gets polio. Only then do we go back and find out who had the real vaccine and who had sterile water. Now, guess what? According to Dr. Jonas Salk, yes, that is the Dr. Jonas Salk, who is credited as the originator of the killed virus polio vaccine, According to Jonas Salk, every case of polio in the United States in the 60s and 70s was caused by the Sabin oral polio vaccine. 
Oh, there was a huge controversy over this for a long time, and Saban and Salk didn't get along. A year after Salk died, the U.S. government basically said, eh, you know, I think we're going to go back to the killed virus Salk vaccine because it's, it's safer than the Saban vaccine. <laughs> and they waited until he'd been dead for a year. This is the kind of politicking that's going on uh, in this situation. Consider this. Double-blind, placebo-controlled studies. How about for cancer? Let's have double-blind, placebo-controlled studies for chemotherapy. Let's have 100,000 cancer patients who get the chemotherapy drug, another 100,000 who get something that they think is the chemotherapy drug, doctors who are giving it who don't know if they're giving the real drug or not, and a sealed analysis afterwards to actually take a look at what happens. You know what you're going to find? You're going to find what researchers already found, that chemotherapy in Australia and the United States contributes 2.1% and 2.3% to success in cancer treatment. Chemotherapy is 97% ineffective in Australia and the United States. And by effective, we simply mean tumor shrinkage. We're not talking elimination of cancer. We're talking something that's recognizable and measurable. Uh, tumor shrinkage may or may not indicate you're getting somewhere, but I think it's a good start. But even by that gentle measure, chemo is 97% ineffective. And now for my final recommendation. Everybody sit down and have an extra cup of uh, herb tea right now because this is going to be fun. I think we should check radiation therapy too. I think we should have hospitals with two radiation therapy facilities, two rooms, both identical, with the same large, impressive equipment with the lights and buzzers and switches, white-coated technicians, and all the waiting and all the gowning up and being half-naked and sitting with other people and waiting to go in to be zapped by this machine. Remember, two machines, both identical, except one works and the other's a fake. I think we should do double-blind placebo control tests on everything, including radiation therapy and chemotherapy and vaccination. And while we're at it, we could check on uh, fillings, whether mercury is harmful or fluoridation, if you like. I think we could check on everything. If we do that, then we're using evidence-based medicine. Vaccination is not evidence-based. That is my objection. Hooray for the courts. Well, you know, uh, it, it strikes me that as you were reeling off that list of, uh, of, of things, that there's so many things that have been passed on uh, to us without having the slightest bit of evidence uh, to, to base it on, that the government says blandly, oh, it's everything is just fine based on the statements of the manufacturers or the purveyors of this stuff. Uh, from uh, from GMOs to uh, to mercury amalgam fillings, from uh, from from radiation therapy to mammograms, from uh, from from chemotherapy uh, to to uh, as a matter of fact, I, I saw I saw that between eighty and ninety percent. So let's just for sake of argument say eighty five percent. That seven out of eight. Uh, percent of all medical treatments in the United States 
Andrew, all medical treatments in the United States have not been tested for safety or effectiveness. That's right. And they're they're in in use every day. They're approved for uh, payment by by insurance companies, and nobody has any idea whatsoever as to whether they are effective. Not only that, but the, uh, but, but children who have been, who have been, uh, vaccinated turn out to have five times as much illness as, and have to be hospitalized five times as often as children who have not been vaccinated. Right, and it goes even further. We're finding out that babies that receive multiple courses of antibiotics are more likely to be obese as children. Now, it makes sense if you think about it. You mess with the natural good bacteria in the intestine, it's going to affect digestion. And I know of kids, I literally know of kids that get 12 courses of antibiotics in their first 12 or 14 months of life. This is no longer uncommon, I'm sorry to say. Now, just about any doctor and just about any nurse and just about any first-year medical student and quite frankly, quite a few high school juniors would tell you that if an antibiotic does not work the first few times, giving that antibiotic 9, 10, 11, 12 times is unlikely to work. In fact, it makes it more likely to not work. I used to teach college courses in two New York State penitentiaries, and no, not as an inmate. (laughs) <laughs> what we, what I found from talking to staff... Uh, Andrew, nurses, Andrew, could you hold that thought for just a moment? We're coming right up on a break, and uh, and you have to. we'll have to talk about that after the break. Could you do okay, that, please? Okay. okay. This is Howard Strauss, The Power of Natural Healing. We're talking to uh, Dr. Andrew Saul, uh, a phenomenal uh, source of information. We'll be right back after this short break. Uh, this is The Power of Natural Healing. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You read about it in health news every day. Cancer rates are going up. Obesity in the U.S. is on the rise. Heart disease and diabetes are top killers every year. We can follow the advice of our doctor, but cravings persist. Weight goes up and energy is still down. It doesn't have to be like this. Tune in for Body Balance Talk with your host, Jeannie Schmidt, along with Lucy and Madeline. You'll learn how you can work with your body to feel better and look better, too. Body Balance Talk airs live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Kelly covers our relationship with food and teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be. 
taking us on a weekly food journey, guiding us to a more rich and vibrant life. So tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. Thanks for staying with us. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where we invite you to look in and take advantage of all the great information we have on the on the website. Leave us your email address, and we'll notify you of... Uh, of guests, of events, of more uh, media and literature that we have available, and we uh, and we invite you to uh, to leave us your uh, information. We will not use it for anything except to contact you and let you know about events and uh, great information for you. Now we're talking to Andrew, Dr. Andrew Saul, who is an author, uh, an instructor, a professor. He's uh, he's got a long, long history, not only of uh, not only of being an academic and, and studying, but also being an editor and being uh, being an author. He's just just a, a wonderful, t- tremendous source of information. He has also raised wonderfully healthy kids uh, without ever giving them a vaccine. So um, uh, we, we uh, hope to get some more great information. Now, Dr. Saul, you were talking about having taught uh, nutrition, taught health in uh, in penitentiaries. Uh, can you elaborate a little more? Sure. Um, in two third prisons in New York State, I taught biology and drug and alcohol use and abuse. It was kind of an inside joke that I was in prison teaching prisoners how to use and abuse alcohol, um, when in actual fact that's why many of them were there, but <laughs> given that aside, <laughs> yes, we did have uh, health and biology subjects in these penitentiaries, and I was right there. I also talked to nurses and uh, psychologists and people that have worked in corrections, administrators and such, and the one thing that stands out from all this is that if you have a bunch of people and you crowd them all together, you tend to have health problems. And if these people are not well to begin with, if they're from the lower strata of the economic side of life, to put it gently, you have folks that come in sick, and by crowding them together, you guarantee the spread of sickness. Tuberculosis is a perfect example. Now, when you have a lot of people crowded together, you have to do something about it. And the more they crowd them, the more they have to do. So with, say, TB, they give them antibiotics. And I mean they give them antibiotics. Problem with this is that there's a survivor to every massacre. And antibiotic bacteria, um, antibiotics against bacteria is in many ways spectacularly effective. But in one big way, it isn't. There's always some bacteria that don't get killed. And those are the bacteria that reproduce. So this creates a resistant, a drug-resistant strain 
what you could call a super bacteria, which is not susceptible to that drug. Okay, so you go through and you treat lots of inmates with antibiotics, and most of them get better, and there's only a few that are still a little sick, and that looks good, except those that are a little sick have the disease-resistant bacteria, which multiply. Bacteria can reproduce in 20 minutes. So they're doubling constantly, 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 constantly. Now, what are you going to do? You use more of that back, um, antibiotic? Well, no, because these are resistant to it. So now you've got to go to another antibiotic. You have to use a different antibiotic, and that will work really well. It'll go through and it'll kill almost all of the bacteria, almost all of the bacteria. But the ones that didn't die are now resistant to two antibiotics. Well, you can see where this is going. If you worked at the penitentiary, you would then whip out a third antibiotic and say, okay, folks, the jig is up. And now you would administer that third antibiotic, and once again, you would get spectacular results, and almost all the bacteria would be killed almost, but there are some who will survive, and now they are resistant to three antibiotics. Therefore, you have prisoners that are multiply drug resistant, and I want to remind everyone that in most cases, those inmates are coming back to your community. Unless you give them all life sentences without parole, or unless you shoot them all, unless they all go to death row, and those sentences are carried out, the vast majority of prisoners are going to get out, maybe in one year on parole, maybe in 25 years after spending their sentence. They're going to come back, and they're going to come back with multiple drug-resistant strains of bacteria. That's just the way it is, and this is not good. By the way, the same thing happens in hospitals. You don't have to be in a prison to see this. Doctors see this all the time. People in hospitals are dealing with this all the time. It's kept fairly quiet because we don't want to think that if we go into a hospital healthy, that we're going to get a drug-resistant strain of bacteria and come out dead or sick. Therefore, one of the one of the things that we're, that we're bypassing completely is then is the is the uh, overuse of antibiotics right. in our animal food. Uh, population as well. So they use antibiotics to increase the weight, weight gain, uh, the speed of weight gain. They introduce antibiotics to allow them to grow uh, animals in terribly crowded conditions and keep them from getting sick and dying. They use antibiotics for all kinds of things uh, to the point where in, in some, some countries won't even uh, won't even import American uh, meat because they consider it tainted with uh, antibiotics. But this, but this contributes again to the multiply resistant antibiotic problem because the antibiotics that they use in uh, in the animal feed industry are much stronger than they're allowed to use for human beings, and that breeds and uh, that breeds strains of bacteria that are so much more resistant that we could never kill them in a human being. So the only way to win is not to play. The way out here is to say no to a system that isn't working. Let me give you a really plain example. There have been whooping cough epidemics in Westchester County near New York City and also in California. Different years 
unrelated, population separated by 2,500 miles, but both strikingly similar. In the Westchester County whooping cough epidemic, 80% or more, 80% or more of the children had been fully vaccinated against whooping cough. In California, same thing. 80%, 80% or more had been fully vaccinated against whooping cough. So here's an example where whooping cough doesn't provide, whooping cough vaccine doesn't provide protection against whooping cough. Oddly enough, having whooping cough would provide protection against whooping cough because you'd have a natural immunity. Whooping cough can be fatal, but it's not very common with good care. The whooping cough vaccine has been fatal. And we know from the National Vaccine Information Center and other embarrassing databases that thousands of children have been killed by whooping cough vaccine, far more than have died in epidemics of whooping cough. Whooping cough is a serious disease. We're not minimizing that. All I'm saying is let's get down to what really will take care of this problem. And vaccinations, unfortunately, won't. If 80% of kids that get whooping cough have been fully vaccinated, that's a crummy vaccine. If thousands of kids are killed by a vaccine for whooping cough, that's a dangerous vaccine. Now, the one that is ineffective is safer, and the one that's more effective is dangerous. Well, there's a nice choice. Well, you know, there's there's a, a, another statistic that uh, so that I've been hearing these uh, these advertisements on the radio of get your kids vaccinated put out by the CDC. Get your kids vaccinated. Uh, the vaccines are safe. They're uh, they're they're well they're well tested. They're uh, they're safe, and uh, so many children are being hospitalized with vaccine uh, hospitalized with. Uh, diseases that there are vaccinations for now that uh, we could uh, we, sh- we 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 could vaccine vaccinate all your children and make them all safe. But the problem that they're that they're talking about about all these children uh, getting flu or getting some disease and and uh, having to go to the hospital. Uh, they omit, totally omit, one incredibly important piece of information. Of the children who have gone to the hospital, how many have been vaccinated? They're not telling us that. They're just telling us, oh, believe, trust us, <laughs> trust us, as, as, if we, uh, as if we should be trusting anything that the government says about health or anything that Merck has to say about health or any of the other large pharmaceutical companies. Now, another interesting characteristic of this system is that our taxpayer-supported regulatory government that we rely on to keep us safe from dangerous drugs, dangerous vaccines, and dangerous medical procedures relies on evidence of safety submitted by the vaccine manufacturers and by the drug manufacturers. Now, when I was a kid... This was called having the fox watch the hen house. If you have the drug companies provide you with the evidence that drugs are safe, I think that is pushing the scientific barrier just a tad. Research fraud is not an occasional tiny problem. Research fraud with development of drugs is a huge problem. Manipulation of data and outright falsification is a huge problem. Read a book by 
Dr. Marsha Angel, the former editor-in-chief of the New England Journal of Medicine. Now, she's a medical doctor, and by the way, she is no friend of alternative medicine. And yet, her book is absolutely ruthless in showing how drug companies are corrupt, lying, and hurting people. And she is a physician and the former editor-in-chief of one of the world's premier medical journals. She goes through the whole gamut of this uh, topic so well that I want to remind people that you don't have to listen to me or to you, Howard, or to the other wackos who come on your show and say, you can be well, take charge of your own health, live a natural life, follow the example of physicians like Dr. Gerson, and just walk away from a sick system. You don't have to believe us. You can go right to the mainstream sources and you'll hear the same thing. And we're coming up on another a break, uh, Andrew. Uh, please uh, stay with us. This is the power of natural healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're talking with Dr. Andrew Saul, uh, author, uh, editor, uh, associate editor of the uh, New England, uh, sorry, <laughs> New England Journal of Medicine of the uh, Orthomolecular Medicine, the uh, Journal of Journal Orthomolecular Medicine. Medicine. And uh, the editor of their news service and uh, professor, uh, author, web, he has a website called DrYourself.com. Uh, he's an amazing source of information, and uh, I'm, I'm really glad he was able to share today. Uh, please stay with us. We'll be right back after this short break. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at GersonMedia.com. This is Howard Strauss, The Power of Natural Healing. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is your host, Howard Strauss, and I want to let you know about the special offers we have just for you on the earthing products. The first includes a bed pad, an earthing mat, the earthing book, and all of the accessories you need. Together, these items sell for more than $300, but you can buy them now for $199. To see this kit and all of the Earthing specials, visit our website at gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Again, that's gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Do you know where your life's path is supposed to take you? What if that path is a frightening one for you to take? How do you stay on course while surviving daily problems while continuing towards your destiny? Listen to A Celebration of Change with host Cherie Rollman. When you reach crossroads in that path, whether career, relationship, or really any life transition, understand how to make the right decisions and how the process can work for you. Tune in to A Celebration of Change every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to the Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where you can find all kinds of great information. Uh, you can find patient testimonials. You can find uh, Dr. Gerson's papers. You can find uh, you can find media and books and ways to maintain, recover and spread around your good health and uh, take care of your children, your neighbors, your community, and eventually the entire planet with natural medicine. Um, we're talking today with uh, uh, Dr. Andrew Saul, who is a, a professor, who is a brilliant, uh, brilliant uh, PhD, literally in uh, health matters of all kinds, He's uh, editor of the Orthomolecular Medicine News Service. He's the associate editor of the Journal of Orthomolecular Medicine. Uh, Andrew, uh, thank you for spending your time with us today. Now, well, thank you for having me on your program, and I appreciate your very complimentary introduction. I want to remind everybody, though, that what I know I've learned from really smart people, and uh, I want to be telling you more about one of these people in a couple of minutes. Yes, uh, there was there was a, a jihad, literally a, a jihad against a fellow, a doctor named uh, doctor named uh, Andrew. Is it Wakefield? Andrew Wakefield. Andrew a Wakefield from the United Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, would you Would you mind uh, elaborating on that? Yes, I met Doctor Andrew Wakefield at a conference in 1999, where we were both presenting, and this was uh, over here actually in New York. Dr. Wakefield had a presentation on how vaccination and the toxic materials that go into the vaccination, the things you can't see but they're in the liquid, cause damage to children, specifically autism and other things that we really don't want to subject our kids to. His presentation was really astonishing, and I have to say, Howard, a lot of it was over my head because I am not... Um, skilled to the extent that this physician is. My background is in education, not medication. But the one thing that struck me about Dr. Wakefield was that he really had his ducks in the row. He had very clear, detailed arguments, and he showed slides, histological sections. He showed tissues. He showed all kinds of detailed material. He'd studied this. He and his team were really careful. Now, they've been called every name in the book, but that's what happens when you tend to bring forward something that is an inconvenient truth, you might say. Uh, people that were saying there might be global warming were regarded as kind of nutty a while ago, and I have to admit, in this winter we're having this year up here in New York, I'm inclined to rethink global warming myself. It's about the coldest winter on record. But the evidence shows that the world really is getting a little warmer, and the evidence shows that vaccinations really do cause autism. If you want to follow up on this, just do a Google search for Andrew Wakefield, and you're going to find there are those who think he's evil, and there are those who realize that he's a careful scientist. 
I am in the second group. Also, I'd like to remind folks, once again, you don't have to take my word for it, if you go to the Journal of Orthomolecular Medicine website, uh, which you can reach through my doctoryourself.com website, click on Archive for JOM, the Journal of Orthomolecular Medicine, and you can get free access to the entire archive of 47 years of journal articles in this medical journal. 145 of them are on autism. Now, the journal's been published since 1967. It has 145 articles relating to autism, most relating to uh, nutrition to prevent it and treat it and avoiding vaccination and drugs to prevent it. I think that if people look into this, they'll see for themselves that the evidence is very strongly in favor of Dr. Wakefield. When you are offered vaccination, it's very difficult to stop the process and say, I want to think about it. When you take your child in for a so-called well baby checkup, they tend to have a release form in one hand and a full needle with the liquid shooting out of the end in the other. And they basically say, here's the disclaimer, hand me your kid. I think it would be better if parents had this information in advance. And I submit that a good pediatrician office procedure would be to mail parents the disclaimer on the dangers of vaccination about six weeks ahead of the proposed date. I think it would be a good idea to give people informed choice and informed consent. One of my co-authors for the Vitamin Cure for Children's Health Problems is an orthomolecular pediatrician. Orthomolecular means using natural substances that are in the body, such as vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients. This doctor's name is Ralph Campbell. Dr. Campbell is 86. He is a full-time orchard uh, grower. And uh, if I can get him away from his cherry and apple trees, I try to get him to write a few things every now and again. We also wrote a book called The Vitamin Cure for Infant and Toddler Health Problems. And once again, Dr. Campbell is a pediatrician, and he's been a pediatrician for a long time. He thinks that some vaccinations have merit, but he is absolutely certain that there's too darn many of them. And he's a doctor who tells his patients, literally, just say no to drugs. Now, the funny thing about this is that Dr. Campbell's point becomes very, very interesting when you consider that he is, in fact, a moderate. Remember, he thinks some vaccinations are a good idea, but that there's too many. Dr. Campbell feels that the patient and the doctor, the parents and the physician, should make the decision what shots the child gets, which ones, when, and how. Well, our government doesn't allow that. It's all or none. You either get the shots or they can turn you in. I'm not making this up. There are entirely too many cases of this to demonstrate its validity. If you are the Amish or if you have a religious objection, you can avoid all shots under the First Amendment. You can. It's not easy, but it can be done. By the way, that's how I got my kids through public schools without having them immunized. We took a uh, religious conscience, personal religious belief exemption. That's the easiest. But if you're going to say, well, actually, uh, there's uh, these 45 shots for kids in New York State before they're three, uh, I can see validity to uh, 15 of those, but I don't want the other 30. Nope. They will not do it. 
You cannot negotiate. You cannot have a compromised position. To Dr. Campbell, this is particularly galling. He doesn't think the insurance companies, and especially government, should be telling physicians and parents what to do for kids' health. That's a job for doctors. But nowadays, doctors are really constrained. The paperwork, the regulation, the mandates, the insurance company, the financial aspects, all the laws and all the pressure from the doctors, unions, associations, and state medical departments. Howard, I don't think it's fun to be a doctor anymore. I think it's a tough place. So I think we have to understand this. We have to help our physicians through this. One way is to show them that there's a choice. There's a better way. Dr. Max Garrison was a physician, and he didn't use drugs. He used nutrients. Ooh. Now, if Dr. Garrison can do it, your doctor can do it. It strikes me that uh, doctors are monetarily incentivized to give a maximum number of vaccines as well. And also, because the child can't complain, uh, as, as an adult might be able to. No, they can uh, cry. <laughs> they can cry, but that's about it. Uh, and, and they that's... can get fevers, and they can have seizures, and they can have all kinds of other symptoms. And I know parents whose kids had the fevers, the lumps, and the seizures. They called into the doctor's office, and the doctors did not report it in the medical record. They simply say, child had fever, uh, mother was told to give Tylenol. Not, the word vaccination is not even in the record. I know people that have literally gone through this. This is wrong. So we think we have a reporting system to safeguard us if the doctor makes a mistake. No, we don't. We also have yet another problem. Doctors, you think, are making a lot of dough. They're not. You're better off being a dentist right now than a doctor. Your average general dentist makes more money than your average general practitioner. Specialist physicians are still doing pretty well, but even that's not exactly fun. If you're an obstetrician practicing in New York State, the premiums you pay for your malpractice insurance are far more than $75,000 a year. Well, that's uh, that's a tremendous amount to have to try and make up somehow. It's far more than that. It isn't a little more than that. It's a lot more than that because they go up real fast. So being a physician is tough. Being a patient is tough. Being a consumer trying to figure this all out is difficult. The Internet has a lot of information, but it has a lot of nonsense. How do you sort it out? What people have to understand is that reading is going to have to happen. If you want to know, like I did, who was this Dr. Max Gerson fellow, I read his book. <laughs> and when I read Dr. Gerson's book, I thought, wow, this man has really taken a very close look at this. He had x-rays and all kinds of detailed cases, and I was persuaded by that. And when I looked at other work by Dr. Abram Hoffer and uh, Dr. Hugh Reardon and Dr. Robert Cathcart and Dr. William McCormick, and we can go on and on and on with these physicians, medical doctors, who use nutrition instead of drugs. All of them were conventionally educated. Now, why would they walk away from their drug and surgical education and use nutrition instead? And I'm convinced they do it because it works. And I think that's a really good decision. I want a doctor who does what works. 
look around you. Look at America. Look at the obesity. Look at the sickness. Look at the chronic illness. Look at the $3 trillion we spend every year on disease care. We're not the healthiest country in the world. We're not the country with the lowest infant mortality. We've got trouble right here in the USA. Absolutely. And we're going to to have to start our own system. And you vote with your dollars, you opt out, and I think we can do a better job than the pharmaceutical companies. And and we can. Uh, Andrew, we're coming up on our last break here. Uh, so could you just uh, hold hold uh, your thoughts here for a moment? Uh, we're talking with Dr. Andrew Saul, a uh, fantastic fountain of information uh, about uh, about medicine that actually works, medicine that you can use to maintain your health, orthomolecular medicine, medicine that's that's used that's God-given materials. Uh, that you can use to, um, to, to, to boost your body's health. And it's easy enough to do and it's far less expensive than the highly patented and highly uh, dangerous drugs approved by the FDA. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back after this break. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health & Wellness. Find the healer within you. Listen for Chella's Chat with host Chella Zappia. Does your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual life seem out of balance? Often this lopsided outlook is what drives depression, and that can lead to illness and other problems in your life. Chella's Chat is a discussion program featuring guest experts plus your input. All together, we'll help you understand that there is hope. Tune in to Chella's Chat every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to the Power of Natural Healing. Thank you very much for staying with us, folks. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. 
where you can get all kinds of great information uh, on maintaining and recovering your good health. Information that works. Information that is usable, that you can you can use and you can put into action today and save your own life, save the life of your children, your spouse, your family, your neighbors, and your community. And and all of this is thanks to uh, Dr. Max Gerson, my grandfather, and that's why we call ourselves Gerson Health Media, because it's all based on great health through natural healing. We're talking with Dr. Andrew Saul, who's a tremendous source of information, and we're talking about vaccines and the current state of medicine, uh, or shall we say fraudulent medicine, uh, that is brought to you by the FDA and the pharmaceutical companies. And um, we're, uh, we're, we're going to give you some great information and great resources now as well. Uh, Andrew, once again, thank you so much for spending the time with us and sharing your information with our uh, ever-growing uh, worldwide audience. And this is a worldwide audience, too. And, and now it will be on archive forever. Very good, and it's a real pleasure to be with you and all of your listeners, Howard. I've been following uh, your mom and Charlotte Garrison's work for decades now, and I look forward to following her work for several decades more. And when she turns 150, I want to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of the things that I like most about uh, my work is that I get to show people that they have a choice they didn't know about there's a whole body of information that they never heard about. This is the best part of the job. We know the system is in trouble. Any doctor, any nurse, quite frankly, any politician, they know there's trouble in River City. They, they just do. What they don't have is an available answer. You talk to doctors and you'll hear them say, well, I've never seen any evidence that... Uh, juices and organic diet and nutrients can cure illness. And your doctor's probably telling you the truth. They haven't seen it. But that's not because it isn't there. It's because they haven't looked. So we have to do the looking. We have to look into this for ourselves. Linus Pauling said that too. You'll hear a distinguished gentleman, he said, telling you something. And when you hear somebody with a reputation say something, listen and think about it. But... Don't believe them. Go and look into it for yourself. And this is what we need to do. Trust trust but verify, I think, is the way that Ronald Reagan put it. Sure. And when I was a student in the uh, fun-loving year of 1970, I was a freshman at university, my favorite hippie protest button was, and remains, question authority. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, that's uh, always been my... Uh, my philosophy as well. But when I saw, it, uh, when I first saw that bumper sticker that said "Question Authority," I said, "Why?" Now there you see you were. <laughs> now let me offer a few practical hints and resources for your listeners. First of all, uh, I would like to say that you know that I'm an author, so obviously I do have books out, and I would like people to read these books. Uh, They include Doctor Yourself, which is now in its second edition. It's sold extremely well. Uh, We've recently expanded it. It's uh, now 140 pages longer. Doctor Yourself is a book that contains 
a fair amount of information on vaccination alternatives, including actual information on how to get your kids into school without having them vaccinated, uh, what you want to do when you look at a consent form, questions to ask your doctor, how to make your doctor into a naturopath, how to get negotiations underway with your physician, and all kinds of other stuff. So Doc to Yourself is a book of practical alternatives, and I recommend that people take a look at this book. Uh, I mentioned Dr. Ralph Campbell earlier, the pediatrician who says just say no to drugs. Dr. Campbell and I have written The Vitamin Cure for Children's Health Problems and The Vitamin Cure for Infant and Toddler Health Problems. So these two books are complementary, and there is a great deal in there also about vaccinations, side effects, and ways that we think they should be minimized and or avoided. My daughter, Helen Saul Case, and I have written a book called uh, Vegetable Juicing for Everyone. And this is a fun book. You wonder, what kind of father was I? And my daughter wrote in the book, what kind of father I was, all right? <laughs> and I talk about how the kids were raised uh, with their carrot juice mustaches and everybody wondering what we were doing over there, giving them food from the garden and making them work out there like little sharecroppers bringing in the beans and how uh, we raised these kids without any antibiotics. My children were raised all the way into college, never had one single dose of any antibiotic. So Vegetable Juicing for Everyone, a fun book. It's not a detailed book on juicing. For that, you read Charlotte's books. But if you want a different point of view, a really different second opinion, <laughs> Vegetable Juicing for Everyone is an enjoyable book, and I recommend it to you. To stay in touch with me, uh, I have a Facebook page, people that have an interest in what I'm up to and want to learn more and get involved with the network, the community, I would like to urge them to go to my Facebook page. There are two Andrew Saul Facebook pages. One is a fan page, and I appreciate the compliment. The other one, on the other hand, is uh, the official Andrew Saul Facebook page. The official Andrew Saul Facebook page conveniently says official right at the top, and there you'll find a lot of material, and we change and add to this pretty much on a daily basis. So that's how you can stay in touch with me through Facebook, also Twitter, and yet another website, andrewsaul.com. This is the newest, and this gives you an idea of new projects that we've got going. DoctorYourself.com remains the educational website peer-reviewed, hundreds and hundreds of articles, thousands of scientific references, and it's free. No advertising, except for my books, because I am an author, but there's no products for sale, and you don't have to sign up, and it doesn't cost a penny. Andrew, uh, we have uh, just one minute left for you to uh, share with our audience. Any last thoughts? I do. The one thing I want to say to all your listeners, Howard, is that when we take a look for ourselves, we find that there are real doctors who cure real patients of real diseases, and they did it with nutrition. Nutrition isn't just a good idea for prevention. Nutrition, properly applied, is the cure, not just for scurvy or pellagra or beriberi, but nutrition can be used to stop the killer diseases the chronic diseases that are affecting 
millions and millions of Americans. Remember this. There is a whole body of knowledge out there waiting for you to look at it. Check and see for yourself. That's the important part. Check and see for yourself. Trust but verify. So, in other words, don't take the, uh, don't take the word of your doctor, oh, it's safe. Don't take the word of the FDA above all else. Don't take the word of the pharmaceutical companies or, or of, uh, Monsanto. Uh, check all the information out for yourself and see if it makes sense. See if it's been, see if it's been researched. See if there are, uh, there are documents. See if there are, Journal articles and and uh, and and valid information out there that verify that these things are safe and or effective. Howard, I think it's like gold prospecting. To be a really effective gold prospector, you have to want to get rich. You have to know where to dig, and you've got to do the digging. You got to do the digging. And uh, Andrew, thank you so very much for spending your time with us. Uh, you have uh, imparted, as usual, an uh, encyclopedic amount of information uh, for our audience, and uh, they can really benefit from it. This is Howard Strauss, The Power of Natural Healing, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. Stay in touch with us. Listen in every Monday at the same time, or go on the archives at voiceamerica.com, The Power of Natural Healing. Uh, we'll see you again next week. And thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week.